Doctor's Kitchen. Recipes, health, lifestyle. Welcome to the Doctor's Kitchen podcast. The show about food, lifestyle, medicine, and how to improve your health today. I'm Dr. Rupi, your host. I'm a medical doctor. I study nutrition and I'm a firm believer in the power of food and lifestyle as medicine. Join me and my expert guests where we discuss the multiple determinants of what allows you to lead your best life. Do cranberries help with urinary tract infections, doctor? That is a question I'm always asked as a GP and in any out of hours. In today's episode, we're going to go into cranberries in a bit more detail. We're going to talk about the chemicals that cranberries contain and how they exert their benefits and what this specific mechanism of action could be or mechanisms. I go into the controversies around recent Cochrane publication findings what we know, what we don't know, as well as the type of product that I recommend people try if they are interested in UTI prevention. And of course, we talk about gut microbes and their impact on berries, the chemicals that you find in berries, and a wider discussion about how to choose supplements and why I personally prefer whole food supplements rather than individual micronutrients. We also talk a little bit about other products that might have benefits, other berries, other supplements, other ingredients. Uh, We don't go into too much detail about those mechanisms, but it is interesting to note that it's not just cranberries that are sort of the poster child for UTI prevention in the natural health world. There are other products that could potentially be beneficial as well. Remember, you can watch this podcast on YouTube. You can see my smiling face. As I talk about these products, we're going to be doing a lot more on YouTube in terms of recipes and other content that you'll just find on YouTube. So do make sure that you check out the channel and you subscribe if you're up for that. And you can download the Doctor's Kitchen app for free to get access to all of our recipes, specific suggestions tailored to your health needs. Plus, if you love these deep dives into specific ingredients, you will love the Seasonal Sundays newsletter every week. We dive into an ingredient, we go into the history of it, the culinary uses, as well as the nutritional medicine effects and the studies that support its use in your diet every week. And hopefully that motivates you to get them into your diet and have more of a colorful rainbow plate at every meal. Before we get started, here is a quick word from the people who make this podcast possible. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Do cranberries help prevent urinary tract infections? That is going to be the topic of conversation today. We're going to be diving into this traditional ancient remedy that's been used for millennia to treat bladder symptoms as well as a whole bunch of other things. We've heard for decades, um, certainly in the 
natural health industry that cranberry juice in particular can be beneficial for urinary tract infections and I'm going to be reviewing why this might be the case and if there is any evidence to support its effectiveness. First off, better managing urinary tract infections and preventing them in the first place is of paramount importance and in fact every time I do a clinic whether that's in hours or out of hours or any I'm always guaranteed to see mostly women with a urinary tract infection. Uh, there was a survey that was published in the British Journal of General Practice uh, looking at over 2,000 females and they found that over 890 had reported having at least one urinary tract infection in their lifetime. So that's around 37%. Um, and in the past year, 11% of all the females that they surveyed uh, had a urinary tract infection with 3% having recurrent urinary tract infections. So that's two or more um, in, in the last uh, a couple of years. So this is a pretty prevalent issue. Um, and this, this uh, is along a spectrum. So you have uncomplicated urinary tract infections where you go in, most of the time you can be treated with a short uh, course of antibiotics but there are complicated urinary tract infections that usually have other reasons as to why there might be uh, an infection in the first place. It could involve instrumentation. It could involve uh, damage to the bladder itself. It could be in the context of someone who is elderly or has other comorbidities like cancers. And in certain people who are immunocompromised, it can be a, a, a pretty potentially lethal um, issue. But most urinary tract infections can be quickly treated with a short uh, course of antibiotics, usually something like nitrofurantoin or trimethoprim if you're in the UK. It really depends on local antibiotic guidelines. Um, however, if you're having recurrent courses, it does substantially increase the risk of antibiotic resistance, not just in the community, but also for the individual as well. So uh, and this is particularly uh, relevant for anyone who is having recurrent urinary tract infections that we'll get to in a second. So anything that can potentially reduce and prevent urinary tract infections from occurring in the first place, I think is definitely something to be uh, welcomed as well. In some people who have recurrent urinary tract infections, they may have to take multiple antibiotics and different antibiotics as resistance increases. Um, we have broader strength uh, antibiotics like fluoroquinolones, for example. Um, you might have heard of ciprofloxacin. Um, it's quite popular in the States. But they potentially have serious side effects. And then obviously down the line, you, you are breeding resistance in these bugs as well. And so we don't want this issue to become a major, major problem. In fact, we've done podcasts on antibiotic resistance and the threat that has not just to human health, but planetary health. Um, so definitely something to be taken uh, really seriously as well. So developing a comprehensive evidence-based toolkit to prevent urinary tract infections, whether or not you want to include cranberries in that or not, I think is of the utmost importance. Um, and the main strategies that you may have heard from clinicians um, or your general practitioner or your practice nurse, whoever it might be, um, include drinking plenty of water. So this is prevention of urinary tract infections. Number one, drinking plenty of water. This way you're keeping bladder tissue hydrated and healthy. Your uh, hydration status is very important generally, not just for uh, re uh, reducing the likelihood of infections, but also cognition. There's a whole host of benefits of obviously keeping hydrated. Um, but drinking plenty of fluids is definitely something to, to, um, uh, to, to focus on. We also talked about ensuring hydration from the perspective of preventing uh, renal stones. Um, there are some bugs that can actually precipitate renal stones as well. So ensuring that you're drinking plenty of fluids is not just great for preventing urinary tract infections, but potentially, but definitely reducing the risk of um, kidney stones, also known as renal calculi. Number two, emptying your bladder often. I know it sounds obvious, but as we'll get to in a second, when we talk about the mechanism of why bugs can actually cause infections in the first place, 
if you are keeping blood, uh, your, your bladder full and you're not expelling urine from your bladder, any potential bugs that you do have in your bladder have more of a chance to stick to the walls of your bladder and cause an infection. So it can create a stronghold, a mini fort that can grow and that's where you get a stronghold of infection. So emptying your bladder often, super important. A couple other things, urinating straight after sex. That way, instead of having the introduction of bugs that is likely to happen from the outside to the inside into your bladder during sex, having uh, a urination afterwards is certainly something that can uh, push out any bugs and ensure that you're not having them hanging around in the bladder for an extended period of time. Wiping. Uh, front to back for obvious reasons you're keeping any bugs that are coming from your digestive tract away from the outside of the genitalia where it can travel into the bladder um, there are some birth control products that can be problematic um, for urinary tract infections things like diaphragms for example or barrier methods of contraception so particularly for people who are having recurrent UTIs this is something to uh, consider changing uh, or at least being uh, quite strict with when it comes to hygiene um, obviously you want to ensure that you have the most comfortable and effective birth control product that is most convenient for you so that should probably take paramount depending on how problematic the issue is it is something that I would consider uh, changing or at least being a, a lot more hygienic uh, around as well another thing do not use irritating feminine hygiene products. Not only are they irritating to the skin and the genitalia, they're also irritating to me because they have absolutely no use whatsoever. And I'm talking about the sprays, the deodorants, the specialized washes. Uh, all these things can disrupt the normal flora, the normal microbes that live in harmony and actually protect your genitalia and actually protect the um the likely of uh, protects you from the likelihood of, of having a urinary tract infection um from bugs traveling into um the bladder from from the your external skin for example um don't use those products they they're not good for you they're not uh they're, they're more of a marketing tool so I, i'd be really cautious about using any of those there may be a role for probiotics and low sugar diets however those have not been shown in randomized control trials. So that's drinking plenty of fluids, emptying your bladder, urinating after sex, wiping front to back, birth control products, considering using different ones. Please don't use feminine hygiene products. Uh, and there is a potential role for probiotics and low sugar diets. However, as of 2023, we can potentially add cranberries to this list as well. So first off, what are cranberries? Cranberries are these small sort of creeping uh, plants that are also referred to as dwarf shrubs that produce these tart red fruits from late September that always remind me of Christmas. We always have cranberry sauce uh, at Christmas time, as many people do. There are two main types. There's the large American cranberry. Of course, it had to be American. The, uh, the official Latin name for that is Vaccinium macrocarpon. Um, which is native to the northern part of the USA. You will, you'll find them planted in British Columbia and Canada, but also um, you do find them in European farms as well these days. And the other one is the small uh, European cranberry, also known as Vaccinium oxycoccus, and it's harvested in the wild more um, uh, in the wild and, and more distributed along the northern hemisphere. Most of the studies that we're actually talking about and most of the products, I believe, um, use the American cranberry. Um, so we have to take a little bit of um, uh, creative license when we're talking about the studies today because they're mainly talking about the American cranberry variety. I don't have any information about if there is a significant difference between the two. We can assume there isn't, but just to uh, be completely transparent, um, whilst both of them have been studies uh, uh, studied only a few studies are actually focused on the European type so we're going to be using the American for the rest of our conversation essentially traditionally like I said at the top of this pod 
cranberries were used as medicines by Native Americans and in some parts of Asia and Europe as well to prevent and, and cure various illnesses. And they range from bladder problems. So this has always, always been known to have some bladder impacts, whether that is shown in the evidence or not that we'll come to discuss, um, and maintaining the digestive system uh, as well. Um, how effective those are for uh, gut dysbiosis, uh, or uh, IBS, we're not going to talk about today. We're just going to focus on uh, urinary issues. Um, and over the past couple of decades, uh, various groups of researchers from you know not just Europe but also America and, and, and Asia as well have explored these reported benefits. What makes cranberries so special? Um, both the American and, and European varieties, they're a source of lots of different nutrients. Um, so the ones that you would typically uh, associate with fruits and, and berries would be vitamin C, vitamin E, um, but these also have phenolic acids and anthocyanins, which are particularly important um, to uh, the the prevention of, of bugs, as we'll, as we'll discuss. They also have many other phytochemicals that are useful for uh, uh, your body as well. But we're going to focus on these, um, these phenolic acids, these anthocyanins, what makes cranberries in particular stand out to researchers is this content of something called A-type proanthocyanidins. That's A-type proanthocyanidins. And for the for the purposes of the podcast and for the fact that I don't want to keep on saying A-type proanthocyanidins, we're going to call them PACs, and that's actually what they're abbreviated to, P-A-C-S. And you'll actually see PACs on the front of cranberry-based products because they're referring to this particular uh, polyphenol. As a refresher, proanthocyanidins, I'll say that one more time, are a specific type of plant compound called polyphenols that give the fruit or the flowers their, their dark red, uh, blue, purple colors. And you'll find them in lots of different products and, and um, uh, plants. So teas, for example, grapes, bilberry, which is quite a tart, another tart sort of berry, um, even peanut skins, um, uh, along with lots of other polyphenols. So this isn't just one element that could be um, uh, responsible for the potential preventative effects, but there are a collection of other polyphenols and other phytochemicals, but it is the most interesting, at least as far as uh, researchers are concerned anyway. As it relates to urinary tract infections, let's talk about the potential mechanism of action that cranberries have on preventing these uh, infections in, in the bladder. As we mentioned, urinary tract infections are caused by bacterial colonization of the urinary tract. Uh, the most common bug is something called E. coli uh, that most people have, have heard about. And the the prevalence of E. coli causing urinary tract infections ranges from 70 to 90%. It's most of the time, whenever we get sensitivity and specificities back from a urinary culture, E. coli is the one that I tend to see. But there are other causative pathogens that cause the corresponding inflammation and, and the issues and the symptoms associated with urinary tract infection. There's Klebsiella, there's Enterococcus. It, it does differ according to geography and also the exposure as well. So uh, if people are having urinary tract infections because they have an indwelling catheter, there are some other bugs that they are uniquely susceptible and that as a clinician, we need to be more uh, aware of as well. Uh, but in general, as we're talking about uncomplicated urinary tract infections, E. coli um, uh, appears to be uh, the, 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 the most common uh, organism that's causative. And what happens is that these bugs attach to the uh, bladder walls and they, they create this little fort that I, I mentioned earlier, and that allows them to grow. The 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 first mechanism that I want to talk about in terms of the three main things is this anti-adherence effect. So this is what cranberries and their derived compounds could be exhibiting, this, this anti-adhesive capacity against bugs like E. coli um, that has been exhibited in cell cultures. 
this is suggested to be the main mechanism behind the implied preventative effects of cranberry uh, consumption and the cranberry byproducts. The reason why I'm saying cranberry byproducts will become clear in a second. Um, and it's it's important because of what I just mentioned, the, the adhesion of bacteria. It's sort of like these bacteria are like little Spider-Man and they stick to the walls. So what you want to be doing is pulling Spider-Man off the epithelial lining of the of the bladder um, and these compounds in cranberries could interfere with this attachment uh, of bacteria to the the epithelial cells of the urinary tract um, preventing the colonization and the progression of urinary tract infections so this is all to say in other words if bacteria are unable to adhere to cells they can't grow and they can't cause that infection or at least they can't grow as effectively and cause that um, significant infection as well the compounds that do this um, are have been investigated by researchers and they this is why packs the A-type proanthocyanidins, I'm going to keep on saying this, I, I know, uh, that we mentioned earlier. These are the, the compounds that seem to exhibit this anti-adhesive effect. Um, but there are st studies that suggest that the concentrations that uh, these packs have been used in weren't shown to be that high in the urine either. So there might be some other compounds that are involved in this anti-adhesive effect um, that are detected in the urine after the consumption of cranberries um, so it, this problem it's it's unlikely in biology and this whole subject of food as medicine it's unlikely down to a single player it's unlikely down to a single um, phytochemical nutrient or whatever it might be which is why I'm not a fan of individual supplements and I'm more a fan of whole food supplementation. You've seen me do a YouTube video on that before. Um, the, these cranberries, like many berries, contain many phenolic compounds with complex metabolism. So you might be consuming the packs, the, these, these A-type uh, paranthocyanidins, but what you're getting is a lot more than the sum of that individual compound as a result of digestion and when you consume these and digestion occurs via your microbes via your digestive tract multiple metabolites are created and, and we'll talk about that in the in this, the next section after this in fact 60 um, phenolic metabolites have been identified in the plasma and urine after consumption of uh, cranberry so you have this collection of different compounds that could potentially be causing this anti-adhesive effect um, and these different metabolites are likely to have additive and synergistic effects. Fancy word for saying the sum of those metabolites together is most likely going to have a, a much bigger impact than if you're just taking, you know, um, a, a single compound in isolation, which is generally how these research studies are done. They look at a single element, a single compound. They look at it in cell culture. They make an assertion as to, you know, whether this is having a positive effect or not. But in reality, when you're consuming this uh, via food or via a supplement, your microbes are digesting it and creating multiple metabolites. So actually, in that individual cell culture, you're missing the milieu of other uh, compounds that are actually um, uh, engineering the, the, this effect that we see um, in the large studies. So that's just an aside. The anti-adhesive effects of PACs uh, packs and other compounds are likely to have a preventative Im impact on urinary tract infections. Number two, um, it's also been hypothesized, like I said, that the gut microbiota is involved in metabolizing these cranberry polyphenols into multiple different bioactive metabolites. And these polyphenols in cranberries that are metabolized by the gut microbiota uh, give rise to compounds that don't just elicit an anti-adhesive effect, but they also have direct antimicrobial and anti-inflammatory effects as well. So you could also be having like almost mini antibiotics that are being created by the collection of compounds that are created as a result of gut microbiota digestion. Um, it's a little bit complicated to get your head around in the initial instances, but once you understand you consume something, 
by process of digestion, multiple compounds are created. Some of them remove the adherence effect of bacteria. Some of them actually impact the bacteria directly. Others reduce the inflammation, which means that they can't cause the the um, the, the the same cascade uh, of um, of factors that lead to growth of that of that bacteria. It's it, it it it's quite astounding just how many effects that the this one product can potentially have, um, and the potential. This potential mechanism is also interesting when it comes to understanding the differences in responses between people. So whether or not someone benefits from actually consuming cranberries either as a juice or a, a, in a supplement form for preventing urinary tract infections might be attributed to their unique intestinal microbiota composition. So for example, if you have a very diverse gut micropopulation, let's say, you may have an advantage of better metabolizing these PAC, these PACs, uh, these A-type proanthocyanidins into more metabolites that have these effects on UTI prevention. So the takeaway from this little section is to limit the takeaways because we know that that has additives and fillers and the processing is is net harmful to your gut microbes and actually invest in a rainbow diet that adds to the diversity of the microbes and actually creates a thriving population that could generate some more of the benefits from the the foods that you do consume um so the gut microbiota is, is a very interesting area uh, in general but particularly from the uh, how cranberries can potentiate their uh, potential prevention effect. Um, and the third uh, mechanism is more symptom related rather than having a direct impact on bugs uh, and prevention. So when it comes to urinary tract uh, infection related symptoms, it's suggested that cranberries could also decrease symptoms by suppressing inflammatory cascades. So the typical symptoms that most people complain of when they are suffering with the urinary tract infection are abdominal cramping, pain, tingling or burning when passing urine. Um, if it progresses into what we call a pyelonephritis or a kidney infection, those have a different constellation of symptoms where you're more likely to get things like fever. Um, but urinary tract uh, related symptoms could be um, improved by reducing inflammation and cranberries could uh, essentially do that. So those are the three potential benefits. You've got less adhesion, so preventing the bacteria from sticking. Uh, number two, gut creating the, the the gut microbiota creating multiple bioactives that directly impact the bugs, and then you've got the third thing, which is more about symptom control, reducing inflammation, um, uh, to to Im improve those um, those common symptoms. These precise mechanisms are still not fully elucidated, but there is some mechanistic data, ones that I've referred to, that support this idea that consumption of cranberries might reduce the incidence of urinary tract infections. And so how we would look at that further is by looking at larger human-based studies uh, to see if these hypotheses are, are supported. So the, the big studies and the big study that kind of piqued our interest uh, over here at the, at the doctor's kitchen in this area was uh, a big recent update of a review published by Cochrane. So Cochrane, um, if you don't know, is a reputable source of meta-analyses on, on human health issues. It's not without its downfalls and, and issues and controversy, um, but they uh, are essentially one of the largest organizations that pull together these big, big meta-analyses of, of studies, uh, and they've looked at um, cranberries for preventing UTIs. In fact, this is the fifth update uh, since the public, the first publication in 1998, uh, and today's looks at 50 randomized controlled trials involving over 8,000 people, and the trials compared the occurrence of urinary tract infections in people taking a cranberry product with those taking a placebo, no treatment, or even other treatments such as antibiotics and, and probiotics, and they found looking at these this large collection of studies that taking cranberries as a juice, tablets, or capsules reduced the number of urinary tract infections in women 
with recurrent UTIs in children with UTIs and people susceptible to UTIs, which is a pretty strong finding on the face of it, on the face of it. But this wasn't the case for elderly people living in an institution, pregnant women, uh, or people with bladder emptying problems. So where you have more complicated reasons as to why someone might be having urinary tract infections, um, cranberries didn't appear to have as much or any effect. Um, but those uh, in women with recurrent UTIs, children, uh, appears to have a preventative effect. Compared to other treatments, they did not find enough information to determine whether cranberry products are more or less effective compared with antibiotics or probiotics in uh, preventing urinary tract infection. So more uh, information is needed in that respect. Compared to other treatments that we do use, like antibiotics or probiotics, they didn't find enough information to determine whether cranberry products are more or less effective compared to those. Um, so more research is needed in that respect. Um, and just as a reminder, in some more severe cases, those suffering with uh, chronic recurrent UTIs, we, we do offer low-dose antibiotics for an extended period of time that could be months. Um, and that's what they were comparing with, with regards to prevention. This is an important finding that provides a lot more clarity to this long debate that I've had with patients and colleagues about whether cranberries are useful for preventing urinary tract infections. And it's something that I'm asked about a lot. Before that, the results were mixed. So the fact that this Cochrane review um, uh, has shown a benefit compared to the last review that was in 2012, where it didn't show a benefit, has added a little bit more um, gusto to the argument that is pro-cranberry products. Okay, why would there be a change in the last 10 years? So the, the main reasons are that we've got more recent trials um, that were more available uh, that weren't previously analyzed. So this is a more up-to-date meta-analysis. Over time, the research has improved in terms of the consistency of how cranberry is consumed. They might be even using higher doses. I didn't actually look into whether the doses between 2012, the last Cochrane review, and today's review or, or this year's review ha has changed, but maybe they found a more effective dose. Another complicated issue that is hard to disentangle is the murky um, influence of industry and funded trials. This review specifically looked um, for industry influences and found no difference between the results for clinical trials that are supported by commercial organizations uh, like Cranberry uh, supplement producers that funded the trials compared to non-profit academic institutions that paid for their own cranberry products. But it is something that you have to pay attention to whenever you're evaluating the evidence. You always have to be careful with these sort of areas. And I see this quite often in probiotic um, uh, supplements. So whenever you see, um, uh, you know, 85% of people found this product improved their xx symptoms or whatever it might be usually that is a funded trial particularly if it's on the front of their packaging because they have rights to use that um, and it's very easy to cherry pick data or create a trial that is uh, going to improve your chances of having a positive marketable result so it's just something that you as a consumer need to be quite aware of. And so this is, again, another sort of layer behind the cranberry story as to whether it is useful or not. You just have to be aware of these industry um, influences. In terms of official guidelines and recommendations, what they're saying is that um, cranberry, you can actually find uh, in guidelines and in national information brochures for patients these days as a suggestion for, for prevention. And actually, the European Association of Urology recommends regular consumption of cranberries for UTI prevention, um, despite the weak evidence that they uh, are aware of. Um, they have a favorable benefit to harm ratio. And I love that, that term, that this favorable benefit to harm ratio. Whenever I prescribe a 
pharmaceutical drug, I have to be uniquely aware of the benefits and harms of that drug. When we're dealing with food, as a rule of thumb, it appears to be a lot um, uh, better in terms of those ratios. Like the likelihood that this is going to provide benefit versus the likelihood that this is going to provide harm is much more favorable, in my opinion, when you're using whole food-based supplements. Where that uh, gets a little bit difficult is where you're extracting a specific polyphenol in this case and putting that in a very high physiological, uh, high dose that you wouldn't find in natural uh, amounts in the product, that's where it, it veers more towards a drug. Um, and this is where I, I exercise a lot more, a lot more caution. So the outstanding questions, I guess, are um, what are the what are the effects of cranberry for treatment? Um, so we've specifically been looking at urinary tract infection prevention. The review that we looked at didn't look at the use of cranberry for the treatment of urinary tract infections, um, but rather preventing their occurrence. So that hasn't been investigated, and I would imagine it's probably not going to be as effective as the antibiotics that we um, uh, have have clear use cases for. So I wouldn't even consider that um, myself. I don't think it would even pass ethics, but it's some pending questions that have ha- haven't had the answers to. Um, and the second area is the most frustrating, and that's around doses and formulations. What is still unclear is the formulation and dosage of cranberry products because the review didn't specifically reach a conclusion as to the efficacy differentials between uh, cranberry juice or tablets, which is a raging debate, and about the different doses around um, the, the tablets and the extracts. So the certainty of the evidence is, is quite low. There's there's a lot of uh, research to to uh, evolve. Um, and this is the, the key question that I think most people will be asking right now and ask me as well. What form and what dose should I take? Is it going to be powdered, freeze-dried, fresh, juiced, etc.? And there is no clear evidence regarding the appropriate form, dose, and duration, which is so frustrating. Um, it's the first thing I'd want to know. Uh, and thus, I have actually, looking into this, I actually have concerns about the validity of the entire conclusion, if I'm being really honest, because um, when you when you dive a little bit deeper behind the headline, you realize that there is a ton of heterogeneity. So the doses that we are aware of, this is pretty laughable. Um, most of the studies looked at juice uh, or ca- uh, capsules slash tablets. Um, so the 90s studies that used cranberry juice, only uh, just cranberry juice, um, the volumes of cranberry juice ranged from 30 mils, so a small little shot of cranberry juice, to a liter, um, w- which is, is a huge amount. Um, and being a lot more accurate about it, the the differences in mils per kilogram range from 0.2 mils per kilogram. So I'm a, let's say, 70 kilo um, uh, uh, gentleman. Um, 0.2 mils would be uh, around 2 mils. Uh, No, sorry, 20 mils um, or less than that. Uh, And they range up to 5 mils. So 5 mils per kilogram for a 70 kilo person is around 350 so th- there is a lot of heterogeneity, which makes me a little bit nervous about the conclusions of the cranberry juice studies and the studies overall. Of the 30 other trials that evaluated the effectiveness of cranberry tablets, capsules, or powder, the doses ranged from uh, one tablet a day to four tablets a day, with the doses being 250 milligram powder up to eight grams. So that is a uh, a... Uh, I'm doing public math there, but uh, that is a 32 times difference uh, in in the in the dosage doses forms. There are some studies specifically looking at PAC content, so that's the parenthesis and iodine content, and that ranged from 1.4 milligrams 
to 240 milligrams per day. So again, another hugely variable um, uh, dosage, um, which is strange. I mean, I, I think if we had a bit more time, we would look specifically at the higher dosed um, cranberry products to see if that had more or a negligible effect on the likelihood of there being a positive uh, impact of the intervention, i.e. preventing more um, urinary tract infections. Um, but we haven't managed to, to dive into that deeper. So in the meantime, my take is um, juice, there are pros and cons. Capsules, there are also pros and cons as well. The pros of juice are that you have a whole cranberry product minus the fiber. So you're getting a lot of the polyphenols that are going to be concentrated rather than just taking a supplement of a specific polyphenol. Those compounds are likely to have additive and synergistic effects. Uh, cranberry juice is quite nice to drink. Um, but the cons are that you are not having any fiber and that can increase the natural sugar content that goes straight into your bloodstream. And if you're having, you know, 300 mils to a liter every single day, that is a huge amount of sugar uh, to be taking, you know, no matter how tart cranberries are. Um, so that would be my concern with the juice. Capsules, the pros, easy to take, very accessible. Cons, cost and quality. Those are the, the two things I always think about whenever, you know, suggesting a supplement. Um, particularly something that you'd be taking every single day as well. Um, overall, you know, my take home is these data show that cranberries might be useful, particularly if you experience recurrent UTIs and you're optimizing other areas of your life. Um, you know, if you're susceptible and you're having multiple urinary tract infections combined with those other measures that we talked about at the top of this podcast, drinking water, ensuring you're wiping the right way, et cetera, et cetera. Cranberries could be an important and additive preventative tool to reduce the need for antibiotics. So I'm a fan of cranberries, I'd say. Even, you know, the heterogeneity of the studies and the how hard it is to get um, the, the accurate doses, I am a big fan of cranberries. Um in terms of treatment, the evidence is insufficient, as I've uh, as I've recommended. And you know, in terms of my own practice, recommending cranberry products alongside initial treatment with antibiotics, uh, you know, to offer as a, as a backup um, a preventative tool, is something that I think is a relatively reasonable thing for doctors to suggest. Um, but you do have to make sure you go and speak to your doctor if you do have any urinary tract infection symptoms. I would not try and treat uh, with cranberry products alone. Um, you know, if, if left untreated, uh, like unfortunately I've seen many times uh, in any and in general practice, it can lead to worsening infections. That infection can travel to other areas of your body, kidneys, uh, most likely they can scar, can damage the organ. Uh, it can even lead to end-stage kidney disease as well. So untreated or recurrent urinary tract infections are no small task. Um, I would say, you know, whole cranberries, they do have a low amount of sugar. If you're juicing them, you're going to have too much of that high natural, uh, of the natural sugar, particularly in the high amounts that they're suggesting. So I'd be careful of that. Um, when they're dried, uh, sometimes they do have sugar added to them because they are quite tart. Um, and I've seen that quite a lot in America. And generally, when you see cranberries that are dried, they have added sugar because they are quite tart. They're very similar to um, barberry or bilberry. Um, there are some sour plums that you get in Chinese cuisine as well. Um, so similar in terms of the tartness. I'm not too sure about the polyphenol uh, content of those other berries. Um, so be wary of those sugary products. The fruit juices, the, the cranberry juices that I'm aware of, tend to be quite processed as well. Doing a quick search of them, I'd avoid the processed cranberry uh, drinks that usually have cranberry extract mixed in with sugar and other liquids to create a homogenized cranberry-like product. Um, it, would be, it would be best to just stick with a singular serving of uh, pure cranberry juice. If you are going to go for cranberry juice with no added sugar, 
capsules, I think, is probably the cranberry product of choice. And um, I would look for something that is independently tested and certified. Some of them specifically mention 240 milligrams of packs, which I think is a great smart marketing tool because you are literally pointing to the highest amounts of uh, packs that were shown in the studies that we've been talking about. Whether these are verified and whether these are independently lab tested is quite hard to ascertain um, because you'd want someone that is independently verifying that this is a whole cranberry product. If possible, I would go for the whole cranberry product rather than packs alone as well. Um, So overall, I think it's low risk uh, as well. If you specifically, if you do have recurrent urinary tract infections, I really don't think there's much for you to lose. Um, And if you can get hold of a cranberry powder um, rather than those specific polyphenols that I mentioned, that's probably one to go for. Another sort of follow-up question that I imagine people have is, what about blueberry powder? What about um, uh, haxberry powder or haskaba powder? There's all these different berries that are grown in similar areas to where you get cranberries. Harsh conditions, places like um, uh, Northern Hemisphere climates, Canada, parts of Europe, uh, wild berries. You know, what about those? Do they have the same effects? Um, th- there is some interesting evidence, not to the same quality and magnitude that we've seen cranberries. Cranberries have uniquely captured the attention of researchers, perhaps because of their traditional uses. Um, but it, it's not the only product that has uh, an association with tract infection. Uh, some that are being investigated include lingonberries. So lingonberries are a staple in Swedish cuisine. Uh, they're small red tart berries. You usually find them served with meatballs in Ikea. Um, very delicious, um, very tart, like I said. Um, those have been studied and, and there are some positive effects, but not, not um, a major amount. Vitamin C, uh, D-mannose, uh, potassium and salt supplements, probiotics, like I mentioned, varying degrees of efficacy. I think it really depends on the individual and the probiotic strain. Probiotic is a big big umbrella term. It's almost like me just saying, you know, supplements. Uh, that That's how broad a term probiotics is. Um, there is a, a, an interesting one. I, I probably picked up on it more because of the interesting name. It's called uh, Uva UC, or maybe it's Uva Ursi, uh, that's spelled U-V-A, U-R-S-A. It's a shrub with orange berries. Um, so again, you, you're, you're seeing a theme here. So whether or not berries in general have these benefits because of the polyphenols that they contain and whether it is even packs or not, or whether it's you know another polyphenol, it's, it's hard to tell. But um, dehydrate berries, probably one to look out for. There are also some suggestions around cinnamon and uh, diuretic botanicals like asparagus. Um, whether or not that's because of the diuretic effect, i.e. it gets you to go to the toilet more often, expel water from your bladder, so you're constantly urged to go to the, the toilet. You could probably just do that yourself, just remind yourself to go to the bathroom and drink plenty of water. Um, it's hard to ascertain that. Um, so I would I would check out those different sources. We put loads of sources in the doctor's kitchen uh, show notes page as well. I'd speak to your practitioner and see whether this is relevant for you with any supplements, particularly ones that are supplementing an individual polyphenol. You do have to speak to your practitioner to see if you do have any interactions with any drugs that you might be taking. Do remember the lifestyle factors and other preventative issues. And remember from the perspective of avoiding antibiotic resistance, we definitely need to limit our antibiotic uh, use. So anything that prevents urinary tract infections with a good benefit to harm ratio, I'm a fan of, and hence why I think cranberries could be um, uh, a product that you might want to entertain if you have urinary tract infections or uh, urinary symptoms. Whether or not this works for other bladder-related issues like cystitis, uh, which is a common issue, it's, uh, again, hard to ascertain. There hasn't been too much research on that. But you know what? Worth a try. Given the inflammatory cascade effects, uh, a whole cranberry powdered product 
um, might be something to uh, to to use. I, I doubt many people are going to be eating cranberries whole every single day, which is why a whole cranberry-based product um, is probably going to be better uh, from a compliance point of view as well. Um, and the reason why I say whole cranberry product is because you might get that entourage effect of all those other polyphenols that act synergistically to have those uh, impacts on your gut microbiota on inflammation and the anti-adhesive effects and the other effects that might be having directly on certain types of uh, bacteria microbes that are causing you tract infections i really hope you enjoyed that little dive into cranberries and urinary tract infections if you dig this let us know on twitter and i will see you here next time Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Doctor's Kitchen Podcast. Remember, you can support the pod by rating on Apple, follow along by hitting the subscribe button on Spotify, and you can catch all of our podcasts on YouTube if you enjoy seeing our smiley faces. Review show notes on the doctorskitchen.com website and sign up to our free weekly newsletters where we do deep dives into ingredients, the latest nutrition news, and of course, lots of recipes by subscribing to the Eat, Listen, Read newsletter by going to thedoctorskitchen.com forward slash newsletter. And if you're looking to take your health further, why not download the Doctor's Kitchen app for free from the App Store? I will see you here next time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 